It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. There was a draft last night, an NBA draft. Yes, I know. And the Warriors ended up making three picks, and a lot of the pundits didn't like it. We're going to be talking about that. Look forward to uh, free agency as well, and break down the draft from a couple different angles. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. If you're looking for Locked On Warriors, go ahead and tell your smart device to play Locked On Warriors or any of the other Locked On shows we got. We got all the NBA teams, NFL, most of MLB, a lot of colleges. We got you covered. So go ahead and tell your smart device to play, specifically, Locked On Warriors. Speaking of the Warriors, there was an NBA draft last night, which was wild. It was all over the place. It was a bad television product. Uh, as a guy who absolutely loves the draft, one of my favorite nights of the year, It last night was ridiculous. And by the way, thanks for sticking around. I wanted to wait till later in the afternoon to do this because I wanted to try and get a handle on all the trades that were made because it was impossible to do so last night. Uh, TV couldn't even keep up with it as far as what was going on and whose picks actually belonged to who, etc. And also wanted to see as a lot of the undrafted players uh, started signing with teams if the Warriors might get one, and they did, and we'll get to that in just a minute. So thanks for sticking around uh, for this episode. But yeah, man, last night was... Too much. And I love the draft. I'm their demo of sports nerd who will tune in for it. And even if it gets worse, trust me, I'm going to continue to tune in. But, man, as far as, what was it, DeAndre Hunter going fourth and he has to walk up there in the Lakers hat. And we all know he's going to the, technically, the Pelicans. But then the Pelicans move that pick to the Hawks. And just all the blah, blah, blah. Anyways, just complaining over here. Uh, As I do, but still a great um, event. You know, I still love all the emotion, the the parent son moments, man. I'm a sucker for those always. Uh, It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. A lot of fun. But man, it was it was a tough watch. Anyways. On to the draft, more specifically, the Warriors draft. You know what else was a tough watch was the Warriors draft. So. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm kind of on the side of what most pundits are saying about who they got and where. And again, hopefully I'm wrong. I hope I'm completely wrong. And I hope this is the greatest draft class that's ever been. And this is what restarts the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, give me an example of why I should be confident in their picks. Over the last four or five years, why should I feel like that they got anything right? 
you can say Kevon Looney, that's fine. Look, I love Kevon Looney, and he's he's going to be a great piece moving forward. But, you know, he also spent two and a half years getting his hips replaced. So, not super confident in this draft class. Uh, I'll start with who they got. They got Jordan Poole at 28, which was a major reach, according to most draft boards. Again, doesn't matter what anyone else's draft board says. Just matters what the Warriors draft board says. Uh, they got Alan Smilagich at 39, which they traded up for. And then they took Eric Pascal at 41, uh, which they also traded for. And here's a couple of my problems. And don't worry, I'll get to the positives as well. Because there are some people who love the draft. Love what the Warriors did. But the majority don't. And I kind of fall on the, the side of the majority. Again, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Bob Myers is right. I just don't have a lot of confidence in his draft picks over the last couple of years. So let's start with the actual draft. Uh, personally, uh, you all know I wanted Dylan Windler out of Belmont, one of the best shooters in the draft. Uh, six seven six eight wing, could come in and play the small forward spot, which to me is more of a pressing need because we don't know Kevin Durant's future, where we know with Clay that eventually he'll be back. Or we don't know, but I'm very confident in the fact that Clay will be back eventually, that he's going to resign with the Warriors. Kevin Durant, it's still up in the air whether he will continue to be a Warrior or not. But either way, Cam Johnson out of North Carolina gets picked at 11, which is a major reach by the Suns, but he's the best shooter in the draft. Guy shot like 47% from three, uh, just a, a, a sniper from deep. He's also about 6'9", you know, has some potential with his height and everything. He's also, But he's also, you know, 24. Anyways, getting too much into it. But bottom line, when I saw Cam Johnson go that high, it really hammered home that shooting was going to be at a premium. So I was nervous that Dylan Windler wouldn't make it to 28. And we're getting closer and closer. We get to 24, 25. And as you guys know, Shams and Woj would put out the picks early. And I'm looking at what Shams is tweeting. And at 26, he tweets out, oh, who was it? Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers take Keldon Johnson. And I'm like, hell yes, one more pick and we got him. And then about a minute before the pick actually gets announced by the commish, Adam Silver, the commish, Shams tweets out, oh, they changed their mind or my mistake. Cleveland Cavaliers take Dylan Windler. Son of a which immediately gave me flashbacks to last year's draft, 2018, when Landry Shamit went at 26, right before the Warriors picked at 28. You can also throw in uh, Robert Williams, the center from Texas A&M, I think. He went 27th overall to the Celtics, but Landry Shamit was the big one. He was a shooter that the Warriors needed. He went 26th. Warriors end up taking Jacob Evans at 28. And uh, haven't gotten much out of Jacob Evans yet. So anyways, Dylan Windler goes 26. Next thing you know, Warriors are picking at 28. And they take Jordan Poole, who was not on my radar or a lot of other people's radars either, especially at 28. And they take Jordan Poole with Keldon Johnson, Kevin Porter, Casey Akpala, Carson Edwards, Bruno Fernando. A lot of people still on the board. And like I've said, hopefully he's better than everyone. Hopefully he's the steal of the draft. But as far as rankings go and 
you know, potential goes, there were other players that I would have preferred. But what Jordan Poole does bring is he's another ball handler. He can create. He's a shooter, which I have trouble really. I mean, we'll see about his shooting. I hope he is. And maybe there's something in his form that makes the team very confident in his shooting. Maybe he took a lot more uh, difficult three-point shots than other people. But my problem is, from what I've seen, it's it's not that he's you know he's just a, he takes the same shots most people do. And I saw uh, some reports like, oh, he's a volume three-point shooter who shot thirty-seven percent. So I look back at Jacob Evans and Pat McCaw to see, okay, is he really a volume shooter? Did he take twice as many threes, and that's why you know his his average is down or whatever. So Jordan Poole in two years of college went 115 of 311 from three. That's 37%. In Jacob Evans' first two years, he went 114 of 300 for 38%. And in Pat McCaw's two years, he went 125 of 341, which is 36.7%. So look, hopefully he is a great shooter, but I just don't have the evidence here for me to to be super confident about it. Um, He is a creator. He's got a lot of, he does have a lot of offensive skills for sure. One of the problems though, is he's not, or one of the knocks at least is he's not a good defensive player. Physically also, he's fine. He's average. He's oddly enough. He measures at six, three and a half without shoes, but with shoes, he's six, five and a half, which is, the usual bump you get when from not shoes to wearing shoes is uh, an inch and a half. But like him and KZ Paul and a couple others get two inches. So I don't know. They Maybe it's different. Maybe they're wearing those Nike shocks. I had a homie who wore those who was rather short, but he knew it gave him a couple inches. So he loved those. Um, but anyways, he's physically he's fine. Nothing crazy. You know, a, a standard wingspan. I think it's about a 6'8 wingspan. And here's the thing, is Steve Kerr going to change his philosophy to allow a guy like Jordan Poole to play? Where we've seen it with Jordan Bell, Quinn Cook at times. If you are not locked in defensively, he's not going to play you. He'll live with missed shots. He'll live with you getting beat one-on-one. But if you're losing your guy on back cuts or just not locked in mentally, he'll sit you down. I do like the fact, though, that he is another ball handler because most likely Sean Livingston will not be with the Warriors next year. So that leaves, like, what, Andre Iguodala and Draymond, basically, and they're trying to move Jacob Evans to the to the backup point guard spot, which maybe it works out great, but maybe it doesn't. I mean, I, I remember the last time they tried to move someone, it was Kent Bazemore, and that did not work out at all. So hopefully it works with Jacob Evans, but this is some insurance if it doesn't work with Jacob Evans the bottom line is I don't know what needs they really addressed with this 28th overall pick. Hopefully it is shooting. Hopefully it is offense. Hopefully it is scoring. But I, I you know, as you can tell, I, I fall on the pessimistic side of this pick. But there was someone who absolutely loved it. That is uh, Jonathan Charks of The Ringer. And he did draft grades for each first-round pick. And he was rough on some of them. So as I was scrolling through, I was like, oh, he is going to kill the Warriors. 
But apparently he's a big fan of Jordan Poole. I'm going to read you part of it. Uh, you guys should also go check out the rest of it because it's good stuff. But here is a part of what he wrote on uh, the Warriors in their first round pick of Jordan Poole. He is one of the most intriguing selections at the end of the first round. He made a somewhat surprising decision to stay in the draft after two seasons at Michigan where he was more of a secondary option on offense. But Poole has more talent than he got to show in college. He's a great three-point shooter who can also put the ball on the floor and make plays on the move. The big question for him is his defense, but his well-rounded offensive game should allow him to quickly jump Evans in the pecking order in Golden State. The injury-ravaged Warriors will need a lot from Poole next season. He could be up for it. Final grade on the 28th overall pick from Jonathan Charks. An A. (laughs) Charks gave out seven A's, and the Warriors were one of them. So look, there's someone who who believes. And uh, I hope hope he's right. In the uh, Ringer draft profiles, they compared uh, Jordan Poole to J.R. Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, which seems to make sense. It seems like he's going to be a microwave scorer, hopefully a good shooter off the bench. He has his flaws. We'll see how it works out. Going to take a break, come back. Uh, going to talk about the other two picks the Warriors made. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Uh, Just finishing up with the draft. Uh, Talked about Jordan Poole, the 28th overall pick for the Golden State Warriors, how he'll fit, etc., yada, yada, yada. They did make two more picks. And I had mentioned before that the Warriors had been connected to Alan Smilagich of the Santa Cruz Warriors. And he was con- they were connected with the 58th overall pick, which sounds about right. You know, uh, and that's where a lot of people kind of saw him. He was he was ranked lower than that, but he was a late second rounder, a guy that a team would take a chance on and try and develop him. And the Warriors were so worried about it, so smitten with him that they ended up trading a couple of second rounders to go ahead and make sure that they could get him at pick number 39. So 19 picks before they thought they would that's where he would go. And, okay, I get it, but here's my problem with it. You're moving all this capital, you're, you're moving mountains to get a guy who probably won't contribute for at least a year, 
and that's being generous. It might be two. Instead of trying to move up in the first round to try and get a guy like Dylan Windler. And again, maybe Dylan Windler sucks. I don't know. Maybe I'm blinded by it. But the Warriors, here's the thing. They had Windler and Jordan Poole in for private workouts right before the draft. So the thought was, people thought it would be Windler at 28 with Poole going at 41, the pick they bought from Atlanta, which they also threw in a 2024 second round pick in there as well for that one. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. He's Alan Smilagic. He's 6'10", 215, 18 years old. Doesn't turn 19 till August. Uh, averaged just under nine points, four rebounds in 49 games with the Warriors. Showed enough promise on both ends of the court that the Warriors moved up and selected him with a 39 pick in the 2019 NBA draft. That's from Draft Express. Uh, Jonathan Gavoni also tweeted out, talked about Alan Smilagich earlier and Golden State's relentless pursuit of him, starting from when he was 16 years old. Someone will one day write a 10,000-word story about how this went down, and it will be a hell of a read. Question is, was he worth it? One day we'll find out. There you go. I, I don't know. Uh, Bob Myers didn't really mention where Smiley Geach will start. I, I'd be surprised if he's not spending most of the year in Santa Cruz. I'd be surprised if he's not a two-way contract, which is fine. You still have his rights and everything. No one can come swoop him up. Like, they got their guy. But I just don't think he's going to be contributing this year. Or, you know, next year could be tough, too. So we'll see, but with a 39th pick, you're taking a project on a team where you need immediate contribution and shooting, and you, you you know, take this kid, whatever. They're obviously smitten with him. Let's see what happens. At 41, they went ahead and took Eric Pascal, who is interesting. He might be the most ready to play out of the, the three picks. He's 6'7", 250, about a 7-foot wingspan, the guy is jacked. I mean, for a football term, he's the first guy off the bus for sure. Uh, he's he's pretty versatile defensively. I hate to invoke Draymond like, oh, he's another Draymond, but there's similarities in his game. He looks to be a solid jump shooter, but you know the average doesn't really bear that out. Just under 35% on 201 attempts uh, this year. Like, that's a volume shooter, okay? Not Jordan Poole. But he's got some nice mid-range, little pick-and-pop uh, potential. He's just, I mean, looking at him, guy's a baller. <laughs> He's huge. But here's where I am. Uh, I don't know. I just, you guys know my love for Marcus Derrickson. Does this affect whether he can make the team or not? Which, by the way, it shouldn't because of your need for shooters. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But Eric Pascal was the uh, 41st overall pick, a pick that the Warriors bought and traded for from the Atlanta Hawks. They threw in a 2024 second-round pick, which I don't love because you don't know how good you're going to be in 2024, but whatever. You know, we've seen that they have the ability to um, buy second-round picks, so if it comes down to it, you know, they'll they'll be able to figure it out. He's uh, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. And we'll just see how it goes. You know, like I said, I hate comparing him to Draymond. There's a clip of him uh, saying his coaches always call him mini Draymond. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 
some other news that came out today was that the Warriors signed Kai Bowman, uh, point guard out of Boston College, to a undrafted free agent deal. Now he's undersized at six one, but he is also a shooter. He shot uh, thirty eight, just under thirty nine percent from three in college, uh, two twenty one of five seventy. Little undersized at six foot one, but he can play. He can play. And it was between the Warriors and the Clippers. He ended up picking the Warriors. So he's another piece to this roster. We'll see if he ends up making it or not, yada, yada, yada. So there is your draft class for the Golden State Warriors of 2018. You got Jordan Poole, Alan Smilagich, and Eric Pascal. We'll see how it turns out. Again, I'm just some idiot with a microphone who is a armchair scout. And hopefully I'm wrong about all of it. And this is the greatest draft class ever. But in the aftermath, the day after, I'm not in love with it. Not in love with it. But like I said, we will see. Going to take a break, come back. Uh, Bob Myers talked about the draft class. We'll talk about that. And then just a little bit of free agency stuff. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash watsonassistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles D. Hamilton. What's good? Bob Myers did a press conference media availability after the draft, and boy, oh boy, was he tepid about everything. He uh, seemed to learn his lesson from last year. Not if there was a lesson to be learned, but just that he, he tabled everything. He was not going to make any statements about how good anyone was, how bad anyone was, what he expected from anyone, especially after last year's whole deal where they were so boisterous about, we're going to find a a contributor at 28. There's no doubt about it because we're the Warriors and we're super arrogant. Sorry, that's mean, but it's true. That's how they handled it last year, and it came back to bind them because they got nothing out of Jacob Evans. You can kind of throw Jacob Evans into this year's draft class too. If they get something out of him and Poole and Pascal, perfect. Those are that's huge help, but we'll see how that works out. But honestly, Bob Myers was like, "Yeah, you know, if any of them can contribute, great. If not, maybe next year they can. The year after, like he was, dude, he was withdrawn. <laughs> he was not going to say anything. It was kind of funny. But one other thing is, you guys know my affinity for a guy like Marcus Derrickson or Quinn Cook. So." Marcus Derrickson was undrafted last year. He's a guy that the Warriors were able to find, give him a two-way contract. So there's still potential to find other players outside of the draft, obviously outside of 
traditional free agency. There's undrafted free agents. There's veterans who haven't quite gotten their chance yet, like Damian Lee. Quinn Cook was in that same boat when he became a, a two-way contract with the Warriors. So there's obviously other avenues outside of free agency in the draft, but free agency in the draft are the main ones. So we'll see what happens. But to me, this just hammers home even more the need for shooting and the need to sign Damian Lee and Marcus Derrickson. And I'm sure you're all tired of hearing it. I hope you all agree with me. If you don't agree with me, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me I'm an idiot uh, at CTH415. But the Warriors are so limited in how they can add players. If they had $30 million in cap space, fine. Go out and sign Reggie Bullock to money, Seth Curry, uh, you know, trade for Kyle Korver, go out and sign, you know, who else is out there? Every shooter available. But they don't have that. The only things they have to add players are the mid-level exception, minimum contracts, and trades. And their trade assets are pretty low. They don't have a lot of salaries to match with other salaries because when you're over the cap, you have to do that. So Marcus Derrickson, Damian Lee, those are two cheap shooters that you have the rights to. So this draft class makes me even more adamant that those guys need to be warriors, need to be signed. A guy like Troy Daniels. I don't know what the free agency market will have for him. Shooters are at a premium. But if you can get him for a minimum or who knows, maybe even the the mid-level, you do it. Wayne Ellington. Look, last year I said Wayne, Wayne Ellington for the mid-level was, was not a viable option because... They had Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. With Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson out, you can throw the mid-level at a guy like Wayne Ellington, a shooter. So they're going to need more shooters. I mean, they always were, regardless of how the draft went. But even with how with how it did go, they're definitely, definitely in the market for more shooting. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday. Free agency coming up. Free agency is about 10 days away. Then we got Summer League right after that. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Probably hear more about who the Warriors are signing uh, as undrafted free agents and who will be with them in Summer League. So we'll have all of that on Monday on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked on Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider.
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.